When you're not moving quickly enough toward your goal, or you're dealing with people who stress you out that you wish you could change, it's frustrating and easy to lose patience. But you can't afford to do that as a leader. Patience is power. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. If we've learned no other lesson over the past few years, especially during the pandemic, it's the importance of being patient waiting and waiting and not knowing what's next. (laughs) And in a number of episodes, I talk about the fast pace of change. It will be continuing. I mentioned it in my previous episode about how to develop your change mindset. So I hope you're able to listen to that. I often stress the importance of moving quickly and having a sense of urgency, but that doesn't mean all the time. So I've been reflecting a lot on patients recently myself for a number of reasons. I've been spending many hours with my mom lately trying to take her to different doctors to assess a wide range of issues. She uses a cane and moves very slowly. So the time that it used to take her to do normal activities is much, much longer now. It's requiring me to become more patient, and I continue to work on that. Uh, When we met with her doctors recently, I've just been so amazed by how patient they are. During one of our latest visits, the doctor asked a simple question. She said, how is your pain today on a scale of 1 to 10? And my mom was all over the map. She couldn't give a simple answer. She said, some days I'm on a two, sometimes it's an eight, sometimes it's a five. I don't know how to answer the question, but the doctor just let her talk. And finally, she came up with a number. She said somewhere between four and six for today. And then the doctor asked her another question. She said, have you fallen lately? And the answer is no. But instead, mom described in detail uh, an incident that happened last week when she almost fell. Uh, She was with me. I was trying to take her to another doctor appointment and was getting her out of the car on a rainy day. She had on a rain jacket and a, a hood that covered her whole face. She couldn't see anything. I got her out of the car. She was panicking. The rain was coming down. She said she thought she was going to collapse. So I was holding on to her. I actually had to get a guy nearby to help both of us because she was so afraid she was going to fall. The story is so much longer, but I won't get into detail here. But mom recounted that whole story to the doctor when all that, that she really needed to say is, no, I haven't fallen. You get the picture. Patience is necessary in so many roles, customer service, teaching students, working with kids and adults, and especially the elderly, uh, people in technical fields, physical therapy, research, accounting, and even sales. You know, oftentimes salespeople are struggling the most trying to to be patient. Uh, Maybe you're in a startup and there's a sense of urgency to get the business off the ground and show progress. Ultimately, you need patience for anything that involves other people or a result you want to get that's not immediate. So what about patience and leadership? We don't see patience associated a lot with leadership. 
but it's important for a lot of reasons. Patience facilitates better listening, and better listening leads to better relationships, problem solving, morale, creativity, collaboration. Having patience allows you to think better, to be more strategic and less reactive. You know, I grew up playing chess with my dad. We spent hours staring at a chessboard, thinking through all the different strategies on how, how to beat each other. Um, and you can do the same thing when you're thinking through your own business strategies. It takes some time, some slowing down to do that. You need patience to hit your target better. Think of sports like hunting or fishing. You've got to wait and wait for just the right moment, right? Or sports that require precision like archery or golf. You don't just run all over the golf course, whacking at the ball, trying to get the ball in the hole. I don't play golf. <laughs> it's something I want to learn, but I know that you have to use the right club for different kinds of shots. You have to adjust your swing depending on the distance from the hole and where you are on the course. If you're on the green or in the sand, you have to exercise patience. I really like this James C. Corbett quote. He said, only those who have patience to do simple things perfectly ever acquire the skill to do difficult things easily. He was a professional boxer, world heavyweight champion. So you've got to have patience to master your skills as a leader too. So why are some people so impatient? I think some are just wired that way. We can see that on assessments that I use. You know, I often use assessments with my clients and you can see once they take that clearly kind of where they are on the scale and some suggestions on what they might do. Um, let me know if you're interested in that, by the way. Um, I think some people are impatient because they're around other people who are impatient. They think that's the norm. That's kind of been their model or culture that they've grown up in. Uh, sometimes they confuse doing with results. So they feel like they're not effective themselves if they're not showing some kind of progress, if they're not in some kind of action. We all like to feel like we're making progress, by the way. Um, sometimes people are impatient because they feel extra pressure to achieve results fast, or they feel like they've got to prove something. And then sometimes, you know, people are just wired for immediate gratification. They're looking for a quick fix. That's especially the case with the younger generation that is especially wired for immediate gratification. And of course, there, there are different degrees of impatience. Some people have a short fuse and they can be explosive in just a few minutes. Others simmer over time, could be days, weeks, months, and then they erupt. It's easier to be patient with some people more than other people. But at the end of the day, the goal is for you to become less reactive to people or circumstances that seem to go against your needs or desires. What are the risks of impatience and leadership? Poor decisions, you can increase your chance of conflict, misunderstanding, damaged relationships. If you're not patient, you increase errors. There could be some sloppiness, more stress, and harm to your own reputation. You can become known as the boss that no one wants to work for or a team member that's really difficult to work with. So I wanted to offer some ways to increase your patience, depending on where you are on the scale. Um, some possible solutions would be to talk to someone about your goal, even your team to say, you know, this is something that I want to work on. I really want to be more patient, listen more, whatever that looks like to you. But to state your goal publicly, it makes you more accountable. You can anticipate situations in which you may become impatient. You know, I had to get my driver's license recently, and I knew on, on my drive there, I just wanted to take a breath, hope the line wasn't too long. Uh, it helped me have a better experience just because I knew what to anticipate. Sometimes you can make a game out of it. I could share some techniques for coping or developing more patience, but I don't think that those alone 
get to the heart of the issue. For example, I could say, okay, make sure you count to 10 before you respond to someone when you're angry. Or you can, you know, write your response first and let it sit for a day before firing off an angry letter or an email, you know, give it time. But to get to the heart of the issue, I think you really need to take a deep look at yourself and determine how important it is for you to master your emotions, to practice patience. So you develop a mindset that helps you be less affected uh, negatively (laughs) by whatever is happening around you. And I'll be talking more about those ideas over time and mindset practices. But for now, I simply wanted to get the topic on your radar so that you can become more conscious of your own practice when it comes to exercising patience. Just like the doctor asked my mom, you know, on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? On a scale of one to 10, how patient are you in general? And where do you want to be? Of course, there are many people who justify their impatience and see no need to manage it. But I'm guessing since you're listening to this episode, that's not you. (laughs) And you understand the negative impact it can have not just on you, but on other people as well. You can't change people. You can't make the car that's going too slow in front of you speed up. You can't change the time that you're put on hold when you're trying to get something done on the phone. You can't rush the accountant who's doing a critical analysis and wants to check all the numbers and get the report just right. If you're in a creative field, you know you just can't rush artists, designers, creative types. Or maybe you're waiting for results that are important to you. Could be test results, maybe a proposal acceptance or a legal verdict. You can't change that. You've got to have patience. Another interesting idea to think about, if you buy into the idea that when you get frustrated with someone else, that that actually reflects something that you're struggling with yourself. For example, if you're impatient about someone who's not moving fast enough, in whatever way that means physically or, or in their work, maybe you don't accept that in yourself. You think it's not okay when you're not moving fast. So what can you do to be more accepting of yourself? Maybe allow yourself to drive a little bit more in the slow lane, so to speak. I hope that makes sense. I suggest that you focus less on what others are doing or trying to change them. Instead, focus more on what you can do to manage yourself. You know that leading is not as much about managing others as learning to manage yourself. So the bottom line is that both speed and patience are necessary in your role. You've got to know when to accelerate and when to slow down to catch yourself when impatience is a problem and exercise more patience where you can. So your assignment for today, should you choose to accept it, is to practice more patience this week in the heated moments when you're under pressure. Uh, Think I'm being patient today. What does that look like or feel like? You may not even know because you've been under so much stress. I think it can actually look a lot like courage. You know, we often think of courage as taking bold action, doing something. But what about courageous patience? There's courage in waiting. I also equate patience with presence. The more present you are, the more true power you have. Before you take any action you might regret, come from a place of presence. Know where you're coming from. Get in the right state. Some may use the word consciousness. It will affect what you're receiving the ideas that come in, the insights, the intuition, and it will also affect what you're able to give. And that means you can make a greater impact. Where are you really trying to go anyway in your life and work in the big picture? True winning is not about getting somewhere. It's about how you feel along the way and making a positive impact every day in ways that really matter. Before I sign off, just another reminder to take it easy on yourself. And that means having patience with yourself. The more patience you have with yourself, 
the better you'll be for other people at work and in your life. Thanks for listening. Let me know how you're doing with this. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great rest of the week practicing more patience and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.